Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the That's Deep podcast. It's Naomi here and it has been a while since I've put out a podcast episode. Um, I have been spending a lot of time on my YouTube channel and you can find that at Naomi Courtney Co. Again, that's Naomi Courtney Co. And I have a lot of tarot and oracle card, pick a card readings on there. I have videos on astrology and personal development. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. I've also been busy doing personal readings. So if you love the pick a card readings that you've been seeing and you'd like to go deeper, I do offer personal readings now. And that can be booked on my website at NaomiCourtneyCoaching.com. I'll also leave a link in the description. And I just wanted to go ahead and talk about a very special guest interview that I have for you today. And today's guest is Madison of Esotero, and she is a tarot reader on YouTube. And we go ahead and dive into talking about what it means to be an introverted business owner, what it's like being a YouTuber, what it's like being a highly sensitive person, and what it feels like to be intuitive and to channel messages for the collective. So be sure that you stay tuned. It's going to be a really cool and different episode than a lot of the episodes that you've heard before. Um, And I can't wait to dive in. So I will see you on the inside. So welcome to the show, Madison. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So, okay, I want to just dive right into the fun stuff. I want to go through like a fun round of personal questions so that, you know, the listeners can get to know you better, the Madison behind the YouTube channel. <laughs> so, are you ready I'm for down. this? Yes, let's do it. Okay. All right. So first question, I know everybody's going to want to know this if they don't know already, but what are your astrological signs? The big three. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I am an Aries sun, a Virgo moon, a Libra rising, and I always include Pisces Venus because I've got like a lot of different energies going on. Yeah, I like that. You're a good mix of stuff. I'm a (laughs) Taurus sun, Libra rising, oh, sorry, Libra moon, and then Scorpio rising. Ooh, the Scorpio risings. I always find Scorpio risings to be such a flex. Like, <laughs> I always think they're so interesting. I just feel like I'm like always teetering, teetering on the edge of like insanity and like, <laughs> just like <laughs> well, I feel like the, the Taurus and the Libra energies should ground that a little bit. Like if I didn't have my Virgo moon and Libra rising, I would be like, I, I would not be on earth. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> Well, you know what? I stand Aries sun, right? Aries sun, right? You guys are like just super motivating to me. Like you guys just go get it. So I love it. Oh, I I say that I always have like a bad case of the Aries scaries because I have an Aries stellium. So I've got tons of Aries energy. It's a lot, but I like it. It's, It's an interesting one to have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. So here's another question. If you could like time travel back to like any specific era or time period, what would it be and why? Oh, this is such a good question, especially because I'm such a history nerd. Um, (laughs) I actually got my minor in uh, history. So, oh my gosh. Well, I, I mean, I definitely, there's a lot of like ancient civilizations that I would like to see, especially because in terms of studying history, uh, like the subjects are just so limited. Um, I would love to see ancient Greece, um, Babylon, 
ancient Egypt. I, I would just, I feel like it would be so hard for me to choose one. I, I don't know. I guess I would settle on ancient Greece. I feel like that's kind of basic, but I, I'm just so fascinated by ancient history and I would just love to see how society operated at that time and how, how people got through life and how technology was and things like that. I, I feel like it'd be really fascinating to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, that is so cool. That made me think of like, you know, that like one of the many random like memes or pieces of art that you'll see on like Instagram. And it's like this picture, a pretty like psychedelic picture of this dude like sitting by a waterfall. And it was like some phoneless dude is sitting somewhere like in nature, not even aware of like how anxious or scared he's supposed to be. And I was like, yeah. Whoa, like, yeah, it's crazy. I think I also just thought too, I would love to see like like the Celtic times like when it was kind of at its height um yeah. I've gotten really into Celtic history recently and so I feel like that would be really cool as well but yeah I guess that's my answer <laughs> that's so cool do you um like have a connection not not saying that you need a connection to the Celtic mm -hmm. history but do you like is it part of your heritage I'm yeah, curious. It is. <laughs> it is. Oh. I didn't realize I didn't I knew I was a European mutt of some kind but I did get like ancestry stuff done recently and there's a lot of Celtic heritage in there which is really cool that is so cool well my next question what life lesson did you have to learn the hard way all of them <laughs> <laughs> I I am kind of a person that learns lots of life lessons the hard way I guess one thing that I've learned the hard way is that nobody can define you unless you let them and I think that, that has had a huge huge impact on my self-esteem in positive ways after realizing it but I would definitely say when I first started doing all of this stuff online like I definitely didn't have the most solid self-esteem and I think any sort of negativity sent my way could could actually like affect me more than I would like it to, especially being like a highly sensitive person, you know, that stuff just doesn't, um, it just impacts you harder, you know? And now that I know myself a lot more and I'm a lot more assured in who I am, it's like that stuff just doesn't even phase me. But I feel like instead of really talking about it, I just, I did talk about it with like loved ones and things like that, but it's kind of hard to understand when you're on the other side of it. And so it would just be kind of something where I'd be like, I just don't want to talk about it. Like I'll just kind of hold it in. And as I've done a lot of work on myself, I've just kind of realized like that stuff doesn't have to touch you if you don't let it. And you know, if, and it still will anyway, if I'm being honest, but when you know who you are, it's so much easier to discard that because it's not valid criticism. It's just, judgments and perceptions of people that don't know you yeah oh, I love that so much and I feel like I have so many questions around that like being like a public persona being a youtuber like you know I don't I, I never know how to use this term because I don't know how it lands with people but like whether you consider yourself an influence or not you have like a, a really big following so I, yeah it can I'm yeah. yeah um it's it's kind of weird I I like the term niche micro internet celebrity, <laughs> um, yes, yeah. something very small. I would say um, it's definitely something that I never like anticipated falling into. Um, and it is very weird in the sense that like, I very much feel very normal in my everyday life. And it and I, like, I am normal. It's not like anyone recognizes me unless they've got a really keen eye for my hands. Um, <laughs> But it's definitely something that I studied psychology. That's what I got my bachelor's in. And 
I'm like, man, there's not enough studies around this because it definitely does kind of mess with your mental state a little bit. Just having so much energy directed at you, I feel like I've become almost hyper-conscious of myself in ways that I didn't used to be. Um, and I do think that there's been like positives in it where it is really empowering to know that I can make a positive difference in someone else's life. But I definitely at times, you know, like when I'm by myself or if I'm just living my life, like I feel like it's easy to forget that we're still human behind everything and that we're just as flawed. And I like to say in my videos, you know, like it comes through me, not from me, like all of this wisdom, like is not just handpicked from my brain. Like I'm just as chaotic in my everyday life as other people. But yeah, I hope that answers it. Yeah, that totally does. Yeah. I like, I feel like you intuitively like knew what I was going to ask. And so you answered them already, but yeah, no, I have more questions on like being a highly sensitive person um also like yeah being yeah being a youtuber and all that kind of stuff too being like an introverted business owner as well so yeah yeah lots more to come but what is um one thing that you wish people knew more about you I feel like one thing that I wish people knew more about me is that um I still struggle with my mental health like a lot <laughs> um and it's not something that even though I do have so much more access to opportunities to heal and things like that. And I am constantly focusing on that. Um, well, I guess not constantly, because sometimes you do just have to take a break and like be human. Um, but I guess I wish people knew that like, I don't feel as put together as I may look. I don't feel like I always have it together. Um, I'm definitely a lot more anxious than I would be willing to admit sometimes, especially when it comes to uploading content and the types of content that I'm uploading and things like that. But I feel like it's important to know that just because I don't let it stop me. I don't let it, you know, I, it might, they might have me in the first half, but like, I'm always going to get back and I'm always going to get up, but it's definitely something where I don't want people to look at me and think that like, just because I found some sort of success is that like my mental health issues just disappeared and I'm just like good now like it's something that's that just I feel like never really goes away you just kind of learn how to deal with it better yeah yeah totally oh I appreciate you saying that and like sharing your story and you know your journey with your mental health because like it's real and there's so many people out there that are portraying a certain something online but they're not sharing what really you know is going on behind the scenes and it's not to be like, well, you know, this person's more real than this person. It's just like, it would help people to know what's yeah. really going on. Yeah. And I definitely feel like there's this kind of perception, like if you are in the public eye or something like that, well, you should be grateful. You shouldn't have any reasons to be. And it's like, man, yeah. <laughs> like I am very grateful. Like I'm super grateful. I feel so blessed, but like, that doesn't mean my brain is automatically like, oh, we're we're not, we don't deal with depression anymore. Like that's not, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's just something that's so, so much deeper than like what you do for a living or, and, and I'm grateful. Like, I love what I do. I love like the, like, I'm so grateful for everything that I have, but, and, and it makes it almost extra frustrating that my brain can't like get with the program and be like, okay, like, let's, let's be happy and stuff. But, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, it's just important to know that like there's so much you don't see behind the scenes and like I'll disappear sometimes, um, not for too long, but just cause like I need to, because I don't want anyone to 
worry about me or anything like that. And, um, and, and the truth is like, I'm, I'm fine. Like it, it's just, you know, it's just life. It's just, we just deal with it. But yeah, I guess people, I wish people knew that more that that's still something that I still struggle with um, all the time. And uh, I definitely don't have all the answers. I don't <laughs> have all the solutions. Yeah. Oh, that was such like sage words of wisdom. I really like your answer to that question. And I don't know, I just, yeah, I, I just feel like it's going to show a lot of other people out there like that they can, they can actually go ahead and like make those dreams a reality despite mm -hmm. whatever circumstances they're in right now. And like you said, does it mean like it just poof goes away when you reach some sort of level? But yeah, no, that's, that's so awesome. You get snaps from me here. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And, you know, I think I got too excited and I forgot to ask you because I know what you do for a living, but the listeners may not know some of them. So can you fill us in on what you do for a living and all? So mainly what I do is I am a tarot reader on YouTube. Um, I definitely want to make more different types of videos, but mainly right now I do general readings online for people. Um, and I love it. It's really, it's really an amazing thing. I feel like I have a deeper connection to my audience than most people because I literally get to tap into their energy. I get to be a part of their life and I almost get to like be there on the sidelines, like cheering them on. And, um, and it's really cool. I, I guess like I, essentially what I do is that, but I feel like it's so much more than that. I feel like it's I, I like to, I always say in the beginning of my videos, like, hi, friends, and I really want people to feel like they are my friend, and, like, I'm here just listening to them, because ideally, I would say my job is, like, I get to, I get to support people and help guide them using, like, my medium abilities and things like that, and yeah, I guess that's what I would say I do. Yeah, that is so awesome. I love it, and I, it made me think of one of the videos of yours that I was watching last night, and I think it was um, what like you don't see about yourself or like maybe like what others see about you that you don't see about yourself and I was like mm -hmm. oh I was just like yeah you have like some really awesome messages like they just always land like just thank at the right you. time yeah thank you like comforting <laughs> but then sometimes they'll call you out you know <laughs> it's yeah. just like different I love it yes thank you so much yeah I feel bad sometimes because like when I say it comes through me not from me like sometimes I'll be like oh my gosh or a lot of times I don't even remember what I'm saying and it's just kind of like kind of a mini blackout um, where I'm like being fed words and so sometimes people will comment things I said and I'll be like oh my god I can't believe I said that or something like that but I just trust yeah no I love it and you know I love um I, I know that you shared like a bit of your story online about like your educational past and like how you made the transition like into being a tarot reader online so would you be able to share just like briefly your journey from where you were before to like where you are now. Absolutely. Um, so I discovered tarot about like two and a half years ago. Um, I was a senior in college and I was studying psychology and I will say my mental health was so much worse than it is now. And so not that my mental health is like horrible right now or anything, but I was in like a really, really dark place for a very, very long time. Like I would say probably adolescence up until college. And then as I got older and, um, you know, just had the ability to think more critically and have more complex thinking skills, it just, uh, the world just seemed darker and I just felt so disconnected from everything. And, um, so I found tarot as a way to get in touch with myself and, I thought it was BS. I did not think that like that stuff was real. I was like, oh 
okay, all these cards are going to tell me about my life. But like they ended up doing that. And I was like, okay, this is really fascinating. And I'm an incredibly skeptical person. So I started doing readings for others and just kind of looking at like what the book I was using would say about the cards and like how does this relate to you and then it would be accurate for them and I was like this is weird maybe these cards have something and um then as time passed I just felt really called to make a YouTube channel I was reading for others and I'd always known like I wanted to help people that's why I got into psychology um and who knows I may not stay out of the game forever um I think I still do have aspirations to get my doctorate and things like that but I don't know if I will I, I'm just kind of letting myself figure that out um as time goes on but essentially I just kind of started uploading and it was definitely a slow start um but once it picked up uh I was just kind of blown away by the response and by the fact that they were accurate like it's literally like my viewers and stuff that helped me realize that I had like a quote unquote gift or that I could do this because I just, I would have had no idea otherwise. And um, after I had graduated, I had moved home to kind of save up money before I went to grad school. And so I was, that's when like, I was just kind of starting, things were starting to pick up on my channel. Like I probably had around a thousand subscribers or something like that. And I started working at a um, mental health uh, rehabilitation center for adults with mental health issues. And that was definitely a tough job um, on me. And I think that at that point, I was just kind of like almost possessed by the passion of wanting to do this more and wanting to do it full time that I just like would work, you know, eight, nine hours a day. And then I would come home and I would film and I would, I would just keep grinding them out and um it led me to all of this and I'm so grateful for it I only worked at that job for about two and a half months before I was able to support myself online and I'm just so grateful for all of it. it it blows my mind all the time like I can't believe that I'm here and at this point and I was actually looking at some of my old videos um the other day and I was like okay yeah wow I really have come a long way I need to be easier on myself but uh yeah it's definitely been it's definitely been an interesting journey but one that I'm very grateful to be a part of yeah oh you have such a beautiful story and I really resonate with you like saying that you know you're both equally parts like logical and very intellectual yet you're leaning on your your intuition your spiritual side and um yeah the whole story about like being a skeptic at first I was the same yeah. way too I was like mm, you know we'll see whatever and then like yeah once you start getting those insights coming through you're like well I can't make this shit up so <laughs> absolutely yeah. I feel like there's definitely um I think just the way our society is driven right now too is it, there is just such a reliance on logic and facts and what we can see and I think one of the biggest things that I've learned from this is that there's so much we can't see there's so much we don't understand like we are just the same apes that the ancient people were with just a little bit of different technology like we're still so primitive but it's it's really interesting to see now how society is evolving and I really do hope that um spirituality will and just even even not like spirituality in like a spirit way but in in a way where you're getting in touch with yourself I just I hope that becomes more of a widely accepted thing because I feel like everybody can benefit from things like tarot and stuff like that 
Yeah, yeah, I love that. I feel like I've like heard in your videos, you said like, you know, whether you're religious or not, like this could still mm -hmm. apply to you. Like, it, you know what I mean? It's like something beyond that. Yeah, I love that. Ah, okay, well, before I keep going off on random tangents, <laughs> I'm gonna stay on track and talk about your personality <laughs> type, so. Okay. Yeah, so INFP, right? Yes, yes I Perfect. am. Okay, cool, I'm just gonna quickly riff here right quick and then, yeah, I'm gonna ask you like, I'm basically gonna like list out some, wouldn't say like they're always characteristics of the INFP personality type, right? Cause it all differs, but um, just let me know if it resonates and you can okay. share some stories and stuff. Yeah, sweet. Okay, so for everyone that doesn't know yet, Madison is an INFP in the Myers-Briggs personality type system. So learning our personality type is a tool that we can use to help us learn information and help us to understand how we make decisions. So AKA our brains inner wiring. So by understanding this kind of thing, it helps us to better understand um, ourselves at an identity level um, so that we can experience like more satisfaction and happiness and just senses of joy in our sense of self, career, relationships, parenting, if that applies to you. So yeah, okay, so. Madison is an INFP in the Myers-Briggs personality type system. So I wanna break that four letter code down. So the I stands for introverted, the N is intuitive, F is for feeler and P is for perceiver. So I kinda of wanna clear up this myth out there that says like, you know, that I feel like people say, okay, introverts, well, they're automatically shy, right? Introverts, yeah. you know, it's like, no, let's, let's cut that bullshit and let's just talk about what yeah. it really means. So the difference between introversion and extroversion for the audience is all it does is just represent like opposite directions of energy and attention flow. So for the introvert, um, we want to, or we prefer to direct our energy and attention inward. And for the extrovert, you know, that's the opposite, it's outward. So what do you yeah. think about that, Madison? Oh, I totally agree. Um, I definitely think there is that misconception that introverted means shy. Um, and I do think a lot of introverts struggle with social anxiety. Um, I worked retail in college and I will give credit to that being something that kind of forced me to get out of like that fear. And, and of course, YouTube as well. Um, I've definitely just as I've gotten more confident in myself, a lot of that social anxiousness has gone away. But I mean, I can definitely be outgoing. I can be out there, but I, it's draining for me. So I need to be alone and kind of gather myself, internalize my experiences. I feel like I have to check in with myself and kind of be with myself in order to feel rejuvenated again. And I think that's the biggest difference. Like I can't understand going, going out or socializing with other people and being energized by it. It's just not... I, I do enjoy people to a degree, but I, at the end of the day, I need to come back to myself. <laughs> yep. Yep. I totally hear you on that one. Like I'm the kind of person that needs to disappear every once in a while, every uh, very often actually. So, yeah. 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 And I like, my, I'm married to an extrovert. So oh, yeah, wow. it was like tricky in the beginning years of like, cause we were young and we're going out and like partying and mm -hmm. always like clash at the end of the night when I was like, I need to go. I think I'm going to die. Right. Yeah. Now um no I'm staying out and I was just like what so yeah it's <laughs> good though I'm sure he motivates you to kind of get out there more and do things that you probably wouldn't otherwise I yeah, yeah. I feel grateful for my extrovert friends because they definitely force me out of my bubble <laughs> a little bit yeah yes yes we all bring something like valuable and unique to the table so I like that um and yes okay so 
after breaking down that myth, I want to talk about some of the other dichotomies. So the difference between sensing and intuition. So um, these functions are responsible for retrieving or receiving information. So for intuitives, we're comfortable with like theorizing and speculating on like what could be. So we're okay with like extrapolating, you know, like implications from just like a few points of data. We get those like gut hunches, you know, mm-hmm. um, whereas sensors, like, like everybody's intuitive, but they do prefer to trust what they call reliable data, right? Something that they can see with their five senses mm-hmm. um, and, you know, things that can be verified in the real world. And it's nothing wrong with that either. We just have our own preferences. It's almost like handedness, like Absolutely. just because you're right-handed, you can, yeah, you could totally use your left hand. It might not look as pretty as, you know, it's society says it should be, but yeah. What do you think about that one? I mean, I definitely agree with that. I feel like I, and, and the, maybe that there's a part of introversion with intuitiveness as well, where they really work hand in hand um, when you're already like perceiving things intuitively. I think um, when you already have this, this huge inner world to kind of go off of, it, it kind of helps to, to just make your own conclusions. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like there's, there isn't one that's better than the other. I think both are definitely very necessary in this world, but um, yeah, I definitely am much more of an intuitive than a sensory person because, well, first of all, my eyesight is horrible. Like I have to have glasses <laughs> or contacts in, otherwise I cannot see. My hearing's not too great. Like I just, I don't trust my senses very much. <laughs> And I just like love your sense of humor too. I forgot to comment on that. Like through your videos, it totally comes through. Like you have me cracking up in my laundry room sometimes. My husband just be like, oh, what's going on out there? I'm like, nothing. It's goofy hours 24-7 in this house. (laughs) That's something that gets me through life. Yes, I love it. Okay, so the next part is feeling versus thinking. So this is that F part in your four-letter code. And um, I just want to say out there that like all people who are thinkers feel and all feelers think, but feelers just prefer to use like personal human-based considerations, whereas thinkers, they may, you know, prefer impartial kind of impersonal data and metrics to like put more, they might put more concrete value on like data versus like Mm -hmm. considerations. I know that sounds, I feel so bad too. I feel it's like the highly sensitive person empath thing in me. I'm just like, I hope I didn't offend anyone, but yeah. <laughs> uh, most people are just going to think logically about it anyway. <laughs> They're probably not listening to the show. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so the last part is perceiving versus judging. So it just deals with how you prefer to organize your world. So perceivers, they prefer to like organize their inner world so that they can have outer world freedom. So they can, you know, focus on the present moment. They can, um, well, they tend to enjoy like the thrill of uncertainty sometimes um, and don't always need a plan, which is nice. Like that go with the flow, roll the punches vibe um, versus the judging function. Mm, judges, I, I'm an INFJ, so I just laugh at this part, but they prefer to have their outer world organized so that they have inner world, um, you know, freedom and peace of mind. So it's a little bit more like focused on the future of the past and kind of preferring to follow plans and being uncomfortable with things that they don't know, like what's to come or things that they can't expect. So those are the differences between the dichotomies. But now that we have some background on that, I want to dive into the INFP personality type. And Madison is going to give us her take on what it's like being an INFP. So they're one of the rarer types, about 4% of the population, which is, yeah, rare. 
Notable INFPs include Carl Rogers, John Lennon, William Shakespeare, Helen Keller, Audrey Hepburn, Kurt Cobain, and Isabel Briggs Myers, who is the creator of the Myers-Briggs personality type system. I just like to, to name a couple just so our audience has some reference. Um, the INFPs are really, um, you know, considered the imaginative um, group of the bunch. They're really open-minded, um, curious idealists who are guided by their own set of values and beliefs. Um, and they really have this knack for seeing like future potential possibilities and outcomes. So often highly sensitive, caring, compassionate, just gentle souls, you know, y'all make excellent mediators and surface level convos just don't do it for the INFP. So I know that was a lot. What do you think so far, Madison? Uh, that's definitely pretty spot on. Um, I would say as I've gotten more like as I've gotten older, I think I think my Aries energy kind of helps us as, with this as well as I feel like it helps me to be a little bit less sensitive and a little bit more out there. Um, I also feel like as I've gotten older, I've been able to really appreciate the INFP personality a lot more. Um, another famous INFP that you didn't mention was is uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. And like, I've been just reading his books and I just love the immense amount of detail and like all of the work that goes into it. And it's just, I don't know, I think INFPs have a very unique perspective on the world. And I think every single one of them like can produce something really valuable. And yeah, I would just say, yeah, that, that's very spot on so far. Sweet, I like it. Yeah, my little sister is an INFP also. Ooh. And so I like, I always hear like INFJs and INFPs are two peas in a pod. Like, very yeah. different like even though like it's you know INFP INFJ it seems like it's like not too far off the the cognitive functions are completely different for the two mm -hmm. types so yeah I just think that's really cool but more on this type and then like let me know what you think so far okay okay so INFPs they recharge and reset and refill their tanks with alone time so you know with the exception of like having some close trusted friends but really true introverts at heart you think yeah. about that one yeah, no, that's super true. I, when I've taken the like the Myers-Briggs tests, like my introversion is always like in the 90s range. It's very high. So I'm like, yeah, I can't I can't deny that one. <laughs> yep, totally, totally. Um, the INFPs, they also save revealing like their most vulnerable parts of themselves for those who they trust the most and feel the most comfortable with. What do you think about that one? I agree. I think one thing that like I have ADHD, which I probably should have mentioned earlier. Um, I definitely am guilty of oversharing sometimes, like even in my videos, like I, I almost just, I feel so comfortable and like, I forget that I'm talking to the internet. And so sometimes I am kind of guilty of revealing maybe more than I'd like to, but I feel like at the same time, you know, I'd rather show more of myself than be like, uh, like super mysterious and things like that. I don't really feel like the need that I need to close myself off from the world. I do like to make people feel like I'm not just like sitting there silently judging them or like they have no idea about me, but yeah. I would say that's yeah. definitely true to a degree. I am pretty private about certain things and but other things I'm just like an open book. Yeah, yeah, I got that vibe from your channel, totally. Like being more of an open book, but definitely, yeah, you have your own set of privacy and that kind of thing too, but mm -hmm. very cool. Um, just a few more points here on the INFP. They're individualistic, that's a long word, <laughs> yet flexible <laughs> and accommodating. And really, um, I found, I, I don't want to say the most, like out of all the types, but out of all the types that I've seen, you guys are like really um, accepting of everybody's unique differences. Like you're really able to hold space 
for the fact that like somebody else has a different like set of beliefs opinions background and like that doesn't have to like I guess what is that word it's almost like their truth doesn't negate yours you know like yeah like live and let live that's the vibe from yeah what do you think oh absolutely well I I just feel like you know INFPs do you do have a unique perspective, but it's not the only one. And I feel like there's so much value in every person's perspective and every person's experience. I, I say this sometimes in my readings, but like we have we have a soul truth, S-O-U-L, but it might be the soul truth, S-O-L-E. So it's kind of like, you know, I, I feel like there's value in everyone's perspective and everyone's experience. And I just find that when I'm able to learn from others and when I'm able to hear from others, it just helps me, you know, intuit and understand the world a lot better because I, I don't know, I'm just fascinated by people's inner worlds and just the way that they see things. And yeah, I just, for me, I, I just can't understand the idea of not including someone or not allowing everyone to feel, feel a part of something just because their perspective is different. I think that there's, they're all valid and you know, you really can't judge someone's perspective unless you've walked in their shoes. Yeah, yeah, totally. When when you were talking about that, it made me think of the cognitive function that the INFPs primarily use, which is introverted feeling. And Mm -hmm. that's huge. Everything that you just said, authenticity, you can't imagine like doing harm to anybody else and how others can't consider that. I'm the same way too. I mean, I don't have that function. Well, I do, but it's just very low in the stack. But yeah, yeah, very cool. I love it. Um, what do you think about these? So many INFPs associate themselves with being highly sensitive people um, or empaths. And, you know, sometimes that comes with feeling like overwhelmed in big crowds or sensory overload or like overthinking, overanalyzing every, you know, one of your actions in hopes to like avoid offending others or like harsh, you know, kind of situations or conflict. What do you think about that one? I mean, it's definitely true. Um, I definitely, I'm, I, I, the term empath, I feel like has been kind of butchered in the last few years. And so I don't really openly say that I'm an empath much anymore because I feel like that term has just almost lost all meaning. And there's honestly some very hurtful things that people say about empaths. And I know that it it just comes from a place of ignorance. Um, But I definitely think and being an empath can really set you back until you realize how much of a superpower it is. Um, and once you know how to be an empowered empath, I think that there's a lot of perks to it. But I mean, I definitely still like, like the grocery store is one of my least favorite places in the world. Like I don't mm-hmm. like to be in crowds very much. Like if my social battery is low, if I'm not in like, if, I, if I'm not like, if, my, if I'm tired or if I'm not in a good headspace like I definitely the last thing I want to be is like around a bunch of other people um but yeah definitely like crazy racing thoughts all the time I think what helps me the most is that they're much less focused on myself now and they're much more focused on like theories about the universe and so I would rather be like anxiously exploring that rather than just being so focused on myself I guess um but it makes me feel a little less insane sometimes yeah no it is yeah it is comforting to know also that like other it's something that other people like struggle with too you know and I Mm -hmm. it's hard sometimes for me to tell like yeah is it like a introverted thing is it like a being an intuitive thing you know like as far as like when you you do like mediumship work you know it's hard to tell like there's probably a lot of information coming in at you like absolutely 
And I, I think sometimes people might look at me and think like, oh, the lights are on, but nobody's home. But it's like, no, there's like seven people at home in here. Like, and we're all having a conversation. So like, we're all here. Yeah, yeah, there's like so much going on. And I feel like I, I wish I could convey my internal experience to the outside world because I feel like if highly sensitive people, if empaths could do that, then I think that people would have a lot more compassion for that. But it's, it's kind of hard to understand I feel like some people make this assumption that like if you're an empath it means that you feel deeper that you're automatically like more caring and that's just not the case it's just a, a way of perceiving stimuli and being more perceptive to certain stimuli and I feel like if you haven't experienced that it's really hard to relate to and so it's yeah I feel like there's I, I do hope that in the future we can kind of bridge the divide between how people perceive empaths and what empaths actually are. I do think that there's a lot of just very highly sensitive people that that may kind of believe that they're empaths or like, I, I yeah, like a lot of empaths are highly sensitive, but not all highly sensitive people are empaths. And so I think yep. the more people learn about themselves and learn about the differences, um, the more they can kind of like recognize where they fall in that spectrum. But I'm not here to like gatekeep, be like, you're, you're not an empath. Like, <laughs> No, Andrew, for you. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I love what you're saying about that. And um, I always like to point out too on the podcast, like, yeah, the definition of an empath is just like, literally, you have like a, a nervous system that is highly in tune with the energy and the emotions around you and within you it doesn't mean you're, you're going to be like a victim, like of narcissists forever. You know, it's yeah. like, it's almost you like can be an empath and an asshole. Like there's, there's yeah. nothing saying that that, that can be the case. Very true. Okay, so I'm going to ask you all about um, just tarot, intuition, spirituality, and running a business. Yeah, so you talked about how you got into reading tarot. You should share a little bit more about your story, um, but how did you like, I guess, like come to find out that you had, you know, intuitive gifts, right? Like everyone shares that story of like how they first knew that they had some sort of unique intuitive gift. Well, I mean, I've always been like intuitive like I was always that friend where I'd be like hey you know I don't know if so-and-so is very trustworthy and then my friends would be mad at me because I'd be right or um I just kind of I I could read people but like I never knew that was a skill and and I also because I am so I am still like invested in in being skeptical and being logically minded I would be like well how do you even know that's real it's just your perception it doesn't mean that it's accurate um but I would say as I, I started reading for like strangers online on like Reddit and stuff. And that was the first time that I had any awareness that, that there was something deeper there, especially like if you want to get into tarot and things like that, you need to read for people that you don't know at all, because that will really help you like trust what you're feeling. And then um, I would say as I got onto YouTube, that's when things like really I was like, oh, wow maybe I used to just say I was a bitch reading cards but I realized it's so much deeper than that <laughs> and um actually one of the biggest blessings that I've had is I had a mediumship teacher and a good friend come into my life and she was like you're a medium like you're you're literally doing mediumship all the time you just don't even realize it and so I was like oh wow well that and the more, the more like I like looked into it, I was like, you know, this makes a lot of things make sense and kind of connects a lot of dots that I did not realize before. But um, yeah, with the help of my teacher and then also just like the feedback of the internet, the more I just realized, oh, wow, this is 
yeah, there is something real here, but I feel like it's still hard for me to trust it myself. And I don't think I really grasp it very often. I think I'm too busy, like being hard on myself or worrying about something, but I am very grateful for what I'm able to do for others through it, but I don't think I still fully understand it. Mm, okay. I, I like like what you were saying about how you're channeling, but you didn't even know that you were doing it, right? You were doing mediumship mm -hmm. work, but it was just something that you always like already were naturally doing. Um, and my, my question on that is like, what does it feel like, or how does it feel to channel? Like for those, cause right. Like for those who actually haven't experienced it, like they're like, what, yeah. like, what does that feel like? You know? So can you explain? So it's incredibly subtle and powerful at the same time. You know how, like when you're dreaming and you don't really realize you're in a dream until you wake up and you're like, Oh, I was definitely dreaming. That's kind of how channeling is. I feel like, you know, um, the hardest part is getting your logical brain out of the way. Um, anxiety is the biggest barrier to intuiting things for sure. Um, it can definitely be very draining um, when you're just kind of going through, like when I channel, I literally take on the experiences of each pile that I'm reading for. And sometimes that can be incredibly exhausting. Like with my personal development readings, I have to do them sparingly. And I know people wish I could do them more, but it's like when I already have mental health issues, it's not very fun to sit in an energy of people struggling with depression or on a collective level, it can be quite intense. So it's like, you never really know um, what you're gonna get. When I'm channeling for myself, I'm usually just talking to my guides and that can either be in meditation or just through like automatic writing. And, and that process is very subtle. Um, but it can be intense at the same time. It's, I wish that I could explain it on in a better way, but it, it's something that is like, just, it happens almost intuitively. And if you're not able to perceive subtle stimuli, you're going to feel like nothing's happening. Um, and I think the scariest thing is like when you get confirmations of what you're channeling in the physical reality, but that's also the coolest part. Um, Cause I don't even really see it as scary. I think talking to normal humans is scarier, but um, yeah. It definitely just kind of feels it, it. It's a unique experience every single time because the universe is using, you know, all of my senses and all of the clairs, everything to communicate things to me. So every experience honestly is unique. Um, and I learn a lot every single time I do it. Um, but it definitely is something that like you have to be in the right energy for because it can be very draining and you don't want your own personal things to intermix with that but it, it's something it, I feel like I speak a lot more fluidly when I'm channeling and um, it almost feels like I'm being fed words and I'm just kind of like keeping up with what's with what's flowing through me and yeah it, usually while I'm doing it doesn't really feel like I'm doing much but once I'm done I'm like okay yeah that I definitely was doing the thing <laughs> yeah Ooh, I love that that's something that like have, has never been shared on, the, on this show before so that is oh. so well, cool. and I think it's just like my, the little like child in me, my inner child, just like feeling really affirmed too, because like, I think, so I grew up and like, I was really overwhelmed by like the intuitive and like psychic experiences that would happen. Like, I remember I was walking through Knott's Berry Farm. I was on a vacation with like my family and I literally thought like something was wrong with me because I, there was so many thoughts. There's like this thought, that thought, voice, like all sorts of things. And I was like, okay, like, I'm probably gonna have to go to institution, like, I was, like, an eight-year-old yeah. worrying about this, you know, and I was just, like, something's wrong with me, like, I'm just gonna pretend, like, I don't, I don't hear that kind of stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, like, Absolutely. not till I was later, yeah, older, and, like, 
even after finding your channel and that kind of stuff it just really like I don't know I feel like I'm on the verge of tears like it really affirms that I'm like not oh, it's like so real that shit crazy person yeah like this is real shit so yeah and I you know before my my job that I worked at I literally worked with people with like schizophrenia and things like that and it, there is such a difference and and working with those sorts of people really affirmed to me that like what like I'm not going crazy because sometimes you do feel like you're going crazy and it's hard because you know people are automatically skeptical of you and the way that society views like psychics which first of all everybody has psychic abilities it's just like a sinking voice some are born with beautiful ones some are born with not so beautiful ones and everybody can work on it and improve but when it comes to like you know channeling and things like that and and being in tune with the spirit world it's just so amazing um because there's so much that that happens around us that we don't even realize. Um, like last year, I uh, lost my childhood dog, which was really sad. But I, I, you know, I was talking to my angels the whole entire time. I had confirmations and signs from her. Like after, you know, she crossed over. Like I remember, my mom was like saying something to me, like you need to schedule dentist appointment. Like mom, shut up. Like there's bluebirds outside. Like and it was like a sign about something. When you're just connected to the universe, it makes really difficult situations like grief and loss a little less horrible because you know that there's more out there at least from my perspective um and I would definitely say too like it's made me feel so much less alone and it's funny because like my guides are hilarious like they're always like roasting me and like joking yeah. with me in my head like I'm always like there's always a party going on in here which is kind of exhausting sometimes but at the same time I'm so grateful to be able to do this because where so many people might have this like existential dread like I used to or you know feel so disconnected it's like I've got friends on the other side that are always there to like support me and help me and my biggest issue is like staying connected to it sometimes because you know you can get in your head and struggle with that but it's definitely something that um I I didn't I definitely didn't realize that I had those abilities when I was young but like my friends actually I've been catching up with a lot of childhood friends and they're like you know you're the only person that like I talk to about ghosts and stuff with and things like that and I'm realizing like wow I was always tapped in and I didn't realize it like the universe was always giving me signs like I was a cheerleader growing up you know we'd say things like we got spirit and things like that yeah. I grew up next to a graveyard like there were tons of signs I just didn't see them and now <laughs> looking back it's like wow like the answer was always right in front of me but I had no way to, of knowing especially growing up in like the midwest in a very like evangelical environment um but I'm very like grateful to know about it now because it's just one of the most special experiences in, in the world and anybody that can learn it safely I will say like if you want to learn mediumship you should definitely learn it through a teacher and be in the right space too um, because not everybody is and um, it can be detrimental if you're not in a good space if you're not if you're not discerning and you don't know what you're communicating with um, there are very loving things on the other side but like the rest of the world there's also things that you probably don't want to be communicating with so yeah. yeah that's really important it's not something you want to do all willy-nilly but if you can practice it in a safe way it's it's a really magical experience yeah oh I love it there is so much magic that like we can't see around us and it, I feel like it's because we have a very narrow idea of what magic is thanks to like Disney and like Harry Potter and like all that <laughs> shit and like yeah. it's like really like magic is real it just needs to be normalized and we just need to like reset our expectations of how it actually manifests because 
yeah, there is like so much around, around us, so much love around us, especially that we don't even realize from souls that we, that we may not even remember meeting or knowing. And it's just amazing. Like all of our souls have had, at least in, in my personal belief, so many more experiences than we realize. And yeah, we we're all connected and it, it's hard sometimes, especially with like the internet and shit like that, you know, every, everything's just trying to make us feel like we're separate and we're alone, but we're really not. And I really do hope, I, I feel like sometimes like I get kind of frustrated with myself because I am dealing with like my own stuff. And it's like, I, I have access to the coolest things in the world. And like, I almost don't know how to convey it or share it sometimes because I'm afraid or I don't know how to, you know, but I really do hope that um, these are things that can be more normalized because I feel like it could set a lot of people free. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate that you shared that, you know, you grew up with a Christian background and you said you grew up in the Midwest and I forgot to ask you earlier. So where are you from? And like, yeah, I'm from Ohio. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I would say I grew up in a small town. Um, and, uh, actually, for being a small town though, it was a university town. So I had like a very surprisingly like liberal upbringing kind of diverse upbringing but I mean in the midwest it's just you know christian evangelicalism and things like that are just so pervasive in society it's it's there's not a whole lot of diversity and there's not a whole lot of opportunity to experience different things um I would definitely say that like when I was younger I had like you know I just wanted to get out I just wanted to escape and when I went to school, the first school that I went to, I just had this like realization. I, I thought like maybe it was just the people from my hometown that weren't deeper, things like that. But I just had this realization like, oh no, most people are actually super surface level and their existence is very, which there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, somebody who craved, you know, connection with people that saw things in a deeper light, it was very, very hard to be around people that just had very surface level desires surface level thoughts I'm like aren't you like freaking out about being on this giant rock and like we're gonna croak like I will I would actually sit on my couch and be like anxious about the fact that I had potentially had to exist for another 60 years I'm just like this is I how I don't I don't like this and like yep. I'm very lucky to have such a loving and supportive family because I think that I would have been a lot harder for me to stick around here otherwise but I would definitely say that my upbringing um it, it shaped me in certain ways that I like like I feel like midwesterners are very polite and we you know want to want to make sure that like you know we're kind to other people I really appreciate that about the midwest and we we certainly do know how to make some good food <laughs> so yeah. I, I love that as well um and I, I do think like Ohio specifically is a really interesting place um and, and I do, I do, I am proud of being from here, even though it is uh, maybe a place less people know about, but, and just considered a flyover state. But I, I, I think there's, there's some weird juju here and I, I don't know, I kind of like it, but I, I don't know if I'll stick around forever, but I'm grateful to be from here. We, okay. So I like, okay. So it's talking about the tarot cards. Um, I like that you said you rule the cards, the cards don't rule you. And I love that, you know, this whole concept that you're talking about. And I think I want to say that, like, yeah, tarot is nothing to be afraid of. And like you said, it's just card stuff. I thought that was that like really stuck in my head. So can you share more about this and like how you came to this profound insight? 
<laughs> well, I mean, I just feel like people um, are afraid of what they don't understand. And I think it's just a bit silly to be afraid of tarot cards, which I mean, I, I, I don't like, I don't blame anyone, especially because of how we are like mainstream society views those sorts of things. But like, those cards can't tell you anything unless you shuffle and pull them. Like at the end of the day, like it, it is just cardstock. Like it only holds as much value as you give it the same as anything else. And tarot is a tool. It's not something that you need to base your life around. It's not something that will completely change your life or, or, you know, I mean, well, it, it, I, that's a lie. It did mine, but like, I, <laughs> but like on a, just on a realistic level, I feel like, you know, people will say like, oh, I want my cards read, but I'm scared of what they're going to say. And it's like, why? Like, why do you have such a negative outlook? And it's like, people are just so afraid. And it's like, what if it tells you something great? Like, what if, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like tarot is just a tool. Like we all get all, every single tarot reader gets the same 78 cards and we all put our own energy into it. We all have our own perceptions and you know, tarot can be something to use to help people or it can be used to abuse others like anything else. And I feel like that's just really important for people to be aware of that and recognize who is the one using the cards, what is their motive and things like that, because there are people, unfortunately, that don't use these things for ideal purposes, but that's just life. That's just how people are. You get everything on a spectrum. Yeah, yeah. And, and and speaking about the spectrum, but like just as far as like the love and, you know, the darker parts of things, mm -hmm. but I guess as someone who has a bigger following, what are your biggest tips on how to deal with like, you know, haters, trolls, people who project negativity your way online? Because I feel like that's something that a lot of people struggle with. And even for me, like, you know, I have like one dislike on a video and like, you know, 50 likes. And it's just like, it's, it's tough to focus on, on the love that's always there. And instead of like that one person oh, trying yeah. to keep you on your day yeah it's still something like I feel like especially I'd say probably in the last like five to six months I've gotten a lot better at it I think one of the biggest things is that I just can't really read my comments and be as in tune with them as I would like to be I'm not gonna lie like I've kind of recognized I started I stopped reframing negative comments as like oh just people saying mean things to me, but I'm recognizing it now as a form of abuse because that's literally what it is. Like people are just getting away with being abusive towards you. And I have this like sinking feeling in my stomach every time I check my YouTube analytics because you just never know. And I feel like people that, that don't really understand where you're coming from, like they're like, but, but you get so much love. And it's like, yeah, and I'm so grateful for that. I probably have one of the best comment sections on the internet, but that doesn't mean I'm immune to negativity because nobody is. And I feel like when you're just doing it, you just have to accept it because it's a part of life and have good people around you and, and not let those things bother you. Um, I think the biggest thing is that if you, know, if you have like a very sensitive ego, it can be really difficult at first, but now that I look at it more as like abuse instead of like criticism, it just helps me realize like, okay, like I don't even need to, I don't even need to listen to this. Like it, it really doesn't matter. Um, if I even see something starting to be negative, I just like, I just block the person and move on. I'm just like, this is not, this is not constructive. I have probably had, I can count on one hand, the actual constructive criticism that I've ever gotten. It's either love or negativity. So I, wow. for me, I would say like, you know, I, I think a lot of people feel entitled and think that they are giving you criticism, but they're just spewing mm -hmm. 
their own negativity. And, and, and a lot of people don't really understand the process of channeling and things like that. And yeah, it's just like, I, I've gotten everything under the sun at this point. And it's just like, man, like you're, I'm not going to let that stop me. It's still, it's probably going to hurt my feelings. Sometimes it's probably going to bother me. I'm probably going to say that they're a fucking idiot, like, and yeah. block yeah. them. And, and, but, you know, I'm not going to say that to them. I'm not going to give them the credit of like my attention, yeah. but I would definitely say that like, it's something that you could just kind of have to accept. But I think the biggest thing that helped me was reframing it as abuse because it literally is abusive. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's super helpful because yeah, if you reframe it into thinking like, no, that's abusive, then maybe you won't tolerate it as much as thinking that it's criticism. Right. Because I think at first, you, Absolutely. Like, oh, like, you know, you, you want to listen to like other people's like opinions and things, but then, then you start realizing it's like, what? So no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and I reframed it. I'm like, if someone said this to me in person, like most people wouldn't say that to me in person. And I think the ironic mm -hmm. thing is that the people that say those negative things would crumble if they had to deal with an ounce of what they dish. So I feel like it's just, it's just, and my guide said once like Madison, if you could see the people that are leaving these comments and understand their lives, like you would just laugh and move on. Like it just has so much less to do with you and everything to do with them. Um, but actually I do want to give credit to one person. She actually commented on my Instagram once and she was like, um, I really just want to apologize to you. I've left some negative comments on your YouTube videos. And I just wanted to admit that I was just really jealous and, um, I, and I'm like really sorry for that and it, it just like it was the most meaningful thing in the world to me I was like wow like it, the fact that like one human could own up to that it made me it made me care so much less about them because I was like you know maybe I can believe that there's projection here and, and things like that because I I feel like our brains just naturally want to believe the negativity because then it's like an excuse to abuse ourselves almost but um, I'm learning to be more like just I don't tolerate it I'm not gonna deal with it and like framing it as abuse I think has been one of the most helpful things for me because it you wouldn't say it to another human in person like you're just doing it because you're hiding behind a screen yeah yeah oh that's so helpful I appreciate that and I like that you're coming from a point of like having empathy too and having compassion for those people too like those people are human as well and you're seeing it from not a person like taking it personal perspective but you're just seeing it as yeah for what it is so yeah I appreciate your take on that and I have another YouTube question. So what are some of your biggest tips for those who want to get started either with reading tarot or just creating a channel in general, and maybe they're afraid to take the leap? My biggest advice is just do it. Don't be so focused on like your first video is probably going to suck. And like, that's okay. Like my first video sucks, but like, I leave it up there because it's about growth. You just have to get over that hump of starting. And like, you're always going to think what you make sucks. And like, you're always going to be super hard on yourself. You're never going to think your content is amazing. You're never going to feel super amazing about what you're doing. YouTube analytics are such a mind fuck and like they can really warp your brain in terms of how successful you actually are um i think the biggest thing is like just put yourself out there and like don't let like negative people stop you don't let your perfectionism stop you just go for it like because you never know how you can have an impact on someone i had no idea that like i would this is actually making me sure like i had no idea that like i could connect to this many like beautiful souls and like you know, I, I'm so grateful for it, but like, I'm no different than anyone else. The only difference is that I just pushed my, I put myself out there and I took the risk. Like 
once you start, it gets easier and easier in terms of being able to get into that process of creation. But I think the biggest thing is like, do not let the analytics, do not like let the numbers stop you. Um, definitely with YouTube, it's a bit more difficult to start out, but you never know, like on the internet, it, it takes one video to like boost you. It takes one one thing to share to like change your life. And I feel like, you know, our brains just hold us back so much, even me, um, in terms of doing more and creating more and sharing more. And I feel like it's just important to know that like analytics are not indicative of your value. They're just data. Don't interpret them as anything other than that. And don't be afraid to just start, just start. Even if it's like the worst video ever, like do it anyway. Like I promise you there's worse videos out there. And like, you know, the types of content that people create, like that has like, if you actually have passion for what you're creating, it sets you so far above so many other people that are just putting stuff out there to put stuff out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just, I've, I would, I feel like it can be a valuable experience for anyone and everyone, like just doing that and putting yourself out there, I think is such a growing and learning experience. And so I would say to everyone, like, you don't need to wait until you are, till you are, have XYZ achievement or you've learned XYZ, just do it when it feels right and do it even though you're afraid. Yeah. Oh, mic drop. Fucking mic drop right now. <laughs> that was like, thank you. Like your heart. I think that's what I, what really shines through when I read it, like watch your readings, you know, like I just, I can tell that you care. Like you, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how else to say it, but you legit, like you care. Yeah. Like, I can see your intention and you're literally just trying to uplift the planet, like plain and simple. And so I just, I want you to know, like, you're just helping so many people. Like I, I've had some like dark days, you know, and like your mm -hmm. video, like your videos out there. I mean, it, it does feel like a friend, like a little homie come in and be like, Hey, like, put that shit out. Like you're, you're awesome. Yeah. What, the, what the hell, you know? And yeah, I just want to thank you so thank much you. for your existence. Yeah. Thank you. That really means a lot to me because I feel like it is easy for people to project this assumption that, oh, I'm just here for money or things like that. And it's like, I wish I could be motivated by money, but I, if I was, I would probably be a lot more active, but I literally can't do something unless I have, and I think that's an INFP thing. Like I can't put myself into something unless I feel passionate about it and unless I care. And I think that's kind of one of the harder things about caring so much is that like you almost want to care a little bit less when you're on the internet because of like the responses that people can have but like if I stop caring like what's the point like I, I'm really I started this because I wanted to help people and I'm going to continue doing this because I want to help people and you know I just know what it's like to feel so lost and alone and hate life and you know, to have some to be there for people in a way that um, I didn't have growing up and just in general, I think is just really special. And I feel like there's just so many negative outlets on the internet. Like, I just wanna be one of those few places where people feel like they're not alone and there actually is somebody rooting for them and wants to see them succeed and isn't just bombarding them with negativity constantly. Yeah, oh, I love it. Like you're, you're literally just like spitting magic on the internet, so <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> And yeah, I just have a quick question. I oh, and a comment. I love um, your friendship and like your dynamic with Kino Tarot. So I love Kino. Carrie, is it Carrie? Yes, her name is Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I, I, I swear I've watched your um, 
was like you guys got together and it was like a drink answer the question or drink. <laughs> yeah I've watched it over and over and I'm like taking out a bottle myself you know because <sighs> when you feel like you can't connect to some oops I live in a small town too so when you feel like you can't connect to some of the people around you it's huge when you can find people on the internet and I just totally okay. see that between you two so any tips on like how to make a soul bestie online like that how did you oh. yeah rewind how'd you guys even like meet and like you both are just pure magic um well I actually watched her before I even started a channel and I was like oh this girl's so cool like I wish I could be friends with her and stuff like that and I never realized like I people see us as very similar we definitely do have similarities but I I think in in real life we are a bit a bit different but we have the same sense of humor things like that and I guess what what ended up happening I was working out one day and I shit myself because I saw that Kino Taro had like commented on one of my videos and I was like oh my god like I fangirled so hard and um, I ended up following her and we were like following each other and she had just released a song and so I shared it like on my story and so then that just started like a continual conversation in Instagram DMs um, and where we just kept getting closer and closer and closer and then we finally met in person for the first time um, this past September and like we just we had one day where we literally just sat in my hotel room and we just talked all night and like she definitely is somebody that I just feel such a deep resonance with. And like, we have the same sense of humor and like, I can trust her to be real with me and she can trust me to be real with her. And I, I just literally feel so insanely grateful to like have her as a friend. We realized recently, like our one year friendship was a little while ago, but, um, and she's actually coming in two weeks to visit. I'm super excited, but I guess Ooh. the advice that I have in terms of meeting those sorts of people is one don't be afraid to like give people love and and send out that love like the worst thing that happens is that they don't reciprocate which is a sign that maybe they're not interested but also I feel like when you do things that you enjoy and you do things that make your heart sore like you naturally align with those people it's like I could have never anticipated having a friend like her and if you had told me when I was watching her videos that I would be friends with her one day I'd be like okay like weirdo but I mean you just never know and it's oh I just I am so grateful for that girl she is just an amazing human being and I'm gonna get emotional about that because she's just she's just the shit. I fucking love her so much, and um, I'm so proud of her. And like, she just inspires me all the time. And like, having her as a friend made me realize that there were so many friends that I had not for the right reasons. And um, the difference of how our friendship makes me feel versus how some friendships that I had in the past made me feel was just night and day. And I realized that maybe I was settling for things or you know uh people pleasing or keeping people around not because they brought any benefit to my life but because um they felt more comforted by my presence or my energy and that was actually something i really struggled with um was having enough energy for you know people like my friends and then also the internet and i got to a point where i was just super drained and Carrie is just such a big blessing in my life because it just she just showed me what a true friend actually is and helped me reconsider you know what people are worth being in my life and what people maybe are not so much yeah oh I love that you guys actually putting yourselves out there on the internet has really inspired me to just 
put my stuff out there. Just just make a video, just put it on out there. If you feel called to to share and empower people, like it, it's inspired me to like start putting that kind of stuff on my channel. So Good. I appreciate the both of you. And I feel like it's it's an example. Like the both of you are an example to all of us where we can see other successful like human beings on the internet as somebody that like we are inspired by and motivated by and somebody that we can learn something with something from instead of like being like jealous right because those are normal human feelings like jealousy or comparison and all that kind of stuff but absolutely damn like you guys are an, like an example of like look what the fuck you could do when you actually put your you know put two like-minded people together and you really just make some magic and you're you have a soul connection so yeah yeah I, I, I love that thank you so much I definitely think like you know one thing that I had noticed was that people were comparing us and which I just took as like a huge compliment I'm like well thank you because like she's great um and I just couldn't stand for like anyone trying to pit us against each other as competition and I feel like that's that's a common thing that happens is like and it's like, why? Like we're, we are both two, even though people may not see it that way, we are two very different people. We do have two very different perspectives. There are lots of things that are similar about us, but like we work, like it's so much better to be empowered and support each other. And like, she has been such a needed presence in my life. And like, I'm so grateful for it because there really hasn't been anyone else who really understands like, you know, a lot of the ins and outs and like what what I've been going through and vice versa. And yeah, I just think like, especially it's hard, like in any internet community, there is going to be toxicity and competition and jealousy and things like that. And of course the spiritual community is not immune to that, but I just, I guess I kind of wish we could create a more supportive environment. And I, I try to like, like I always collab with people that I love watching and things like that. I love supporting um, other readers and things like that. Cause I don't think that there's, I don't see other readers as competition or anything like that. Like they're just, everybody has a different person. Everybody watches different people and like everybody has their own unique perspective and insight. And that's not something that should be gatekeeped or anything like that. And yeah, I just hate this idea that we're like competing against each other or something like that, because we're not like, we're out here doing our own things. And sometimes those things might be similar, but like having that support and, and seeing people, you know, be supportive of one another, I feel like it's set a good example for others as well to not view their friends as competition, view your friends as your support system and their success is your success and your success is their success. And, you know, when good things happen to them, that just means good things will be happening to you too. Like you can't look at it in a negative light. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I just like pictured like you're all just like climbing the rungs of the ladder together, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. That is so awesome. Ah, oh, love it. Okay. Well, leaving, let's leave the, um, the audience with maybe like one of your favorite quotes or like a line in a song. What's something that you would want to leave the audience with? Oh, um, don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm and you deserve the love that you so freely give to others. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Madison. I just appreciate you answering all of the interview questions. Where can our audience find you online and on social media if they haven't followed you already? 
So you can find me on YouTube as Asotero. You can find me on Instagram at Real Asotero. There are a lot of scammers pretending to be me. So uh, just know I have only one account and it's linked on my channel. Um, I do have a TikTok that's Asotero, but I don't really get on it because TikTok scares me and irritates me at the same time. Um, but yeah, the best place to find me is on YouTube. I love it. Thank you so much, Madison. I will see you next time. Thank you Bye. for having me. Bye.